Welcome to the Cinema Chumps podcast number two. This is your co-host Braden. And I'm Quinn. And we are coming to you live, <gasps> live from New York. Oh my goodness. This is a surprise for me too. Um, what a treat. Not from New York, actually Chicago. Quinn is in Columbus. There are no Quinn's in Cincinnati. Cincinnati now, yeah. <laughs> How foolish of me to mess up one of the three cities in Ohio. Yep. And the third will not be mentioned because I don't respect it. Why would you? Why would you? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, we are here. Um, we are here for this weekly edition of the Cinema Chumps podcast. Now, you may be wondering, um, our millions of fans out there, you may be wondering, hey, I thought I signed up for a weekly gig when I subscribed to the Cinema Chumps podcast. And to them, I just want to say I'm sorry. Oh. Because <laughs> this is anything but weekly. Yeah, we're, we're trying. Uh, hopefully, this is the start of something new, in the wise words of whoever wrote uh, High School Musical. But we're back. We're back in action. Better than ever. We're better than ever. It's crazy that this, like is, to add. this is only a week after. We promised we would do it weekly. It just felt like longer, but oh yeah, yeah. When I apologize, I want to make it clear: we did nothing wrong, audience. Yeah, we're we're apologizing because yeah. we feel like we know it's been a long week. You know, pandemic makes time feel so much longer. But uh, you know, we nailed it. Yeah, four times a month or every week, depending on which is faster. Right. Exactly. So today we'd like to talk to you guys about uh our thoughts Mm -hmm. and possibly issues what we liked didn't like about wandavision uh the series as a whole it just wrapped up recently last week being a nine episode yeah it it, 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 it just wrapped up it was a craze to pop culture i would say i think even non-marvel fans were watching it if you were on twitter you could see them chagrinning it or liking it depending on what side of twitter you kind of are in Braden is not at all on Twitter. Not yet. Maybe maybe I'll get back on there. For those of you who don't know, I used to have Twitter, but I I deleted it in a fit of anti-social media craze. I don't know. Maybe we'll be back. Twitter's fun. Well, do you want to first talk about what we're, do- what we're doing lately? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, well, lately, Quinn, I have been doing a lot of things, actually. I've been playing some tennis. I've been skating around a bit. I Oh, I just went camping, actually. That's a good thing to talk about. I just went camping to Starved Rock for a night. A little spring break celebration. Nice. It's cool that you guys even mm. got a spring break. My college did not allow us one. Well, um, it's not officially called spring break. Really, we had two extended weekends. They took spring break and said you guys will be getting two extended weekends at separate at separate times and the thought was hey we will stop people we'll stop these kids these scoundrels quinn mongrel mongrels even we're getting there folks we'll stop them from going to florida florungus we'll stop them from going to cali baby cali on the beach Hanging out. Yeah, you're naming warm places in America. And they were like, hey, we're going to stop the spread. 
but they failed to realize the, the sheer determination and will of the college partier, spring breaker, if you will. Ah, yes. See, OSU, ever the wiser than Loyola, not to name colleges that we may or may not go to, mm-hmm. said, we're not going to give you spring break either. But instead of giving you longer weekends, we're going to give you Tuesday, Wednesday, and then a Wednesday and a Thursday off. So that way you never have a long weekend and you can never travel as easily. Yeah, that's what Loyola should have done. <laughs> that seems I don't know, like a smarter I, idea. I, it's, what, it's what Loyola should have done. But as a student, perhaps it was better to enjoy a full weekend, whether or not you travel. Sure, as a it, student. It was, anno- it was and has been annoying Yeah, for me. And I think, um, like, travel with camping, it's not... It's not the same as like getting on a plane and going somewhere. Like we just drove an hour away and had our own little secluded campsite uh, in the woods of sh- outer Chicago. Starved Rock, actually. Um, any of you Illinoisites? I think. Oh, I hear some l- clapping in the audience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Yeah. It's a uh, it's a good place. Uh, it's the only cool nature spot that I know of in Illinois, because otherwise yeah. Illinois is completely flat and barren. But sure. yeah, really cool. Lots of elevation going on. You know, oh. Quinn, they call it the inspiration for the Grand Canyon, actually. No way. It was like yeah. it walked so the Grand Canyon can run, huh? It did. Yeah. I always thought that was like the Colorado River, but I'm glad it got its inspiration from <laughs> from outer Chicago. Well, you know, the guy, the Grand Canyon, it came down to Chicago one year in mm-hmm. late late 1872, we'll say. Interesting wording on the came down, but continue. Well, yeah, I'm just going to continue. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, and it said, hey, I like what Starved Rock is doing here. I think I am going to do some of my own stuff. Yeah, to use modern slang, it said, I like your cut, G, and then kind of copped its ride, if you will. Yeah. I'm trying to appeal to a younger audience. Our demo, though in the millions, is trending towards old and educated. Well, maybe... So go, like, 20s. Maybe we need to get on TikTok, then. <gasps> That's Should a, we get on TikTok? I've never been on TikTok. I I refuse. Sure. I, that's um, why I have yet to get one. Yeah, it's because I'm I'll, too smart. I'll say it. I'm too intelligent <laughs> to be with the dumb, dumb idiot boys on TikTok. That's, what, that's how it feels sometimes. <laughs> it, it certainly does feel like that sometimes. But um, yeah, TikTok. I refuse to get TikTok purely out of the principle that it used to be musically or music.ly. Sure. And then it got renamed to uh, TikTok. I think I think that should be enough reason alone for everyone just to say we're done with this app. Yeah, uh, do you remember the other .li that we used to play in grade school, like Slither.io? The .ios, I guess. Never mind. Scratch that from the. Scratch <laughs> how the folly list. of you, Quinn? Of oh. course, I remember the .io. Did you say how folly of you? How folly that's, of you? That's certainly not the proper use of folly. I. I believe it is how folly it's, of you to think that no. that is not the correct use of folly. How folly? Folly? No. No, folly I, is a noun. Know, folly is a we, noun to the noun, noun, noun. Yeah, but I'm using it as a adjective. Yeah, you're misusing it as an adjective. Quint, you know, I was an English major for two semesters, so I think you should uh, watch your tone. 
that was an act of folly. Like, like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, using it as an adjective. What are you doing? Look up whatever. Okay, okay. I'll look up quote. How folly of you! How I bet you. How folly I'm, of you! My computer's gonna call me an idiot. How folly of you! I'm. Well, okay, first of all, of you. you have a it, Microsoft okay, computer. Okay, I, I Google how folly of you and the dictionary. It pulls up dictionary.com and says folly, noun. That's what happened when I Googled how folly of you. Quint, I, I don't know. I, I think it's a legit usage of folly. It's poetic. Legit. If it, it, like legit meaning it's used in modern lexicon, it is also not that. I'm sorry. Right, I'm now, hopping on your poor got, English. Now you've got me searching, Quinn. Yeah, go ahead. Because I simply, I simply about... refuse to be wrong. You search while I update them on our epic chess battles. When last we saw Brayden and I talking about chess, uh, I was I was the clear victor in our matches. It was a runaway favorite, and I acknowledged in our discussion that Brayden had a higher ceiling to catch up to me on, and boy has he. We are about fifty fifty now. Maybe Brayden even swinging a fifty five forty five. What would you say, Brayden? Uh, you know what, Quinn? Mm-hmm. Since last time, mm-hmm. I have been doing some more playing. I've been doing some theory, some theorizing in the chess world. Sure. I think I could just maybe, Quinn. Yeah. Just maybe. Break a thousand. You gonna try to be break the a best? Out? Be the best who's ever lived. Be the best chess player who's ever lived. Nice. Because oh, yeah. mm-hmm. you read some theory. Yeah, I read some theory, and I was reading it, actually, and I got a call on my phone, and I looked, and I looked to the left where my phone was on the table, and I was like, huh, that's weird. I usually do not get calls at this time of night. You sure. know who it was, Quinn? Um, I feel like I'll be wrong if I guess. Go ahead. Take a gander. <sighs> Leonard Nimoy. Who? Leonard Nimoy, the guy that played Spock. All right, that was just a foolish, stupid, dumb guess. No, oh, how no. folly of me! Yeah, see, exactly. No, um, no not see. <laughs> uh, well, uh, okay, I'll, I'll say who was calling. Magnus Thank Carlson God. was calling. Me. No, no, Magnus yeah. Carlson, Grandmaster, World Champion at chess. Grandmaster, World Champion. Yes, he called and he said, "Braden, I don't think anyone in the history uh-huh. of chess has ever well, read." Theory. You're not doing his accent justice. Try to do 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 it how he said it. Uh, where is he from? Is he? Oh, what, he Swedish? called you. Surely you know. Oh, you, you know you're Just right. Do what he I said. Like. <laughs> I, I said to jog some memory. You know. Yeah. Uh, Brayden. Oh. You have read theory. No one in the history of chess has ever read theory. Sure. I don't know. That's, I, wow, that's was awesome. that was that like Northern European sounding? at all um it wasn't of an american guild of of, of di- it was an american dialect so i'm assuming it was right if it sure. doesn't sound like it's from around here then it's probably right right well magnus since he did call me uh we are yeah. friends uh oh yeah shout out to magnus friend of the pod friend, friend of the pod, of the pod magnus. magnus one of the billions of listeners around the world yeah, yeah. uh well yeah he yeah, called just by sheer said, numbers he's gonna mm-hmm. be one just by, yeah. I mean, just by mass of numbers. Oh, know. yeah, by probability alone. Yeah. But he called and he said, Brayden, no one has ever read theory in the history of chess besides right. you. Sure. And then he crowned me. He crowned me. He said, no. I will send you an email. 
uh-huh. the oh. email will have a link. Click on the oh. link. Yeah. And after you click on the link, enter mm-hmm. in your security code. You had you already had a security code for this link ready to go. No, for your for your credit card. I forgot okay. to. You also had to enter oh. in your credit card information oh. and <laughs> okay, ask for a security code. That, yeah, that just makes sense. But then Quinn, then mm-hmm. it yep. gave me a crown. It gave me <gasps> a virtual chess crown to represent me being the best. Oh my goodness! Yeah, Th- that's amazing. It's and I mean, it kind of yeah, kind of makes me feel good about how many times I've beaten you. That I've beaten the crowned chess player Braden. Well, that was before I read like half a page of theory. Of theory, sure. Yeah, sure. So, okay, so I was kind yeah. of. You probably I would be in the first me. act of your of your biopic. I would not be in the second. Third. Right. Okay. Yeah. You you probably had me up to the point where I got a quarter of the way through the theory page. Yeah. Okay. Like if if this was Queen's Gambit, I'm one of those like boys that you just wipe the floor with in small town. Kentucky. Yeah. You're one of those silly high school okay. boys. Gotcha. Gotcha. I would like to argue that I'm more of the janitor that taught you the ropes and was really your driving inspiration. You know, if I could put that out there. You know, in some ways, Quinn, the series Queen's Gambit itself is mm. the janitor in my world. Oh, okay. Well, that's an interesting <laughs> argument. Uh, huh. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. It would feel better if you just said it was me, but I appreciate you, you know, naming a show your inspiration. That's <laughs> That's cool. Um... So you're getting better at chess is the summary of that 10-minute tangent. Sure. Right. On to more important and better things. Right. Such as WandaVision. Oh, okay. We're just jumping right into it. Okay. I had heard you were reading some smart boy books. What did you have before? Well, I I just got this. I got a text from you that was like, Quinn, I'm so smart. I'm a smart boy. You'll never believe what book I'm reading. And I wanted you to talk about and maybe describe your take on the smart boy book you're reading because you're such a smart boy i am a smart boy and just to show our audience how smart i am i will Mm -hmm. tell them which book i make about five pages of progress in every week yeah actually you know what listeners look under your chair and you're gonna see brain tell them the book they're gonna see oh my god quinn you haven't you haven't just kidding i know it's crime and punishment under your seats everyone look oh my goodness now you can all be smart boys like Braden. Braden, that's right how do you feel getting along in such a difficult uh intellectually stimulating book such as crime and punishment uh it's good it's good um i'll yeah so like i i picked it up Mm -hmm. after i think on our first episode a week ago we talked about or i talked about watching the flight attendant tv show um and in the tv show one of the characters was kind of reading the book it's like a minor plot point and i saw that and i was like hey you know I'll, I'll give it a shot i'm i got two cents in my brain because that's a saying um you're just full of classic whimsical sayings that totally I, I, totally overlap with our modern lexicon quinn they just roll off the tongue but uh yeah and i've been reading it i've been enjoying it I'm not super far into it. I have gotten mm-hmm. through part one. Uh, if anyone else has read Crime and Punishment, uh, the book itself is about this college age kid who's kind of dealing with um, what his place is in the world. And he ends up 
And this is also in Russia, Tsarist Russia, where the general state of everyone is poor at the time. Uh, yeah. Whoa. Well, that was the, fascinating. <laughs> I well, I know my summaries are usually top top tier. The main it- character, though, Raskolnikov, uh, funny little guy. He. Oh. He is kind of like, uh, do you know, did you read Catcher in the Rye? I sure did. Sure did. What is the main guy? Oh, Holden. Holden is the main guy's name. Okay. Yeah. He's Holden Caulfield. Just remembered it. Got it. Anyways, he, uh, Raskolnikov is kind of like this Holden Caulfield type character where he's like, I'm better than everyone else. I'm just some college student age person making my way in russia and then he gets a smart idea and i say smart quinn because this is before cameras existed and dna testing existed he said i am going to murder someone and take all their stuff sure you could do it back then you could do it now you just get caught sometimes which reading the book that did not put it more clearly in my mind that you could have gotten away with anything back in the day it wasn't like the John, the famous John Mulaney bit about it, or there's been a lot of bits about it. You know, every every now and again, I guess I'm reminded of just how yeah. easy it was to commit crimes back in the day. God, you know, it, it, what, it would be a silly thing to get caught, I would think. Yeah. I feel like it was a lot like the witch hunts. I think like that was a lot of crime back then, how they caught yeah. criminals. They're like, I'm pretty sure it was him. And then that was all. That's all she got <laughs> yeah, that guy. I'm pretty sure. Case closed. Moving yep. on. <laughs> yeah. I think the John Mulaney bit that's coming to mind is, like, DNA testing wasn't a thing. So, like, they would walk into a room and there'd be a pool of blood and the detective would look at it and go, eh, gross. Now on to my <laughs> hunch. That, that is exactly what happens in the book, pretty much. That's awesome. Except, I mean, not with a detective, but the main character's just like, ah, oh, look, all this blood on the ground. What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. It's on my socks. Like, <laughs> I need to get new socks. And stuff like that, where it's That's like gold. obviously that contaminated gold. the crime scene, and yeah, gosh, fascinating. But stuff. Uh, it's good. It's really good. It's getting to the part where um, I think I'm gonna start kind of churning through it more, sure. if that makes sense. Sure. Since he has murdered the person now, uh, it's getting a little bit more interesting. Well, yeah, spoilers, but. Uh, it, it's written on the synopsis in the back of the book. Look, you guys so. knew when you tuned into this podcast that we were going to spoil the most intellectual, erudite uh, forms of literature in the world. So when you tune in, you know we're just going to spoil right. those things. Of course. Do you want to know? And, you want to, you want the plot of uh, Inception explained? <laughs> we're the only ones that can do it because we've got a guy that's reading you know, crime Quinn, and punishment. Yeah. As a uh, as a non sequitur. Oh. I will I will read you a sentence I found oh on the Merriam-Webster dictionary. Oh. I think you'll find it interesting. Oh god. Folly, an excessively costly or unprofitable undertaking. Right, noun. Not how I used it. No. Or that definition is not how I used it. Correct. But the sentence <laughs> says paying so much for that land was folly. Yes. Since it was all rocks and scrub trees. Right, they used it as a noun. So how is that different from how I used it? Because how you used it was not was not at all a noun. How you used it was not how you I said, ever used folly. I said, Quinn, yep. 
that was folly of you. Right. The sentence says paying so much for that land was folly. Right. Folly is like his downfall. It, you know, there's using folly. It sounds weird, but they're using it as a noun. You used it as an adjective. How folly of you. We could replace folly in that sense as how bad of you, how wrong of you. Wrong, bad. These are describers. You see, Quint, but, but nouns can also be adjectives. Yes, nouns can. I mean, in that orange is a noun, and you could use orange to describe something. I no. I mean, you can use the noun version of a word as. Give me three an, examples okay, right you know, now. Give me three matter. examples right now. Go ahead. Go go go. Okay, that was folly oh, of no, you. No. Oh my god. Uh, you know what, Quinn? I would I would have to I would have to write out <laughs> you, some sentences you have to, for you. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Unt- okay, such- English often uses noun. Hey, you know what? English also uses nouns as adjectives to modify other nouns. For example, a car that drive or that people drive in a race is a race car. A car with the extra power or speed is a sports car. Now, yeah, is sports an adjective, Quinn? No, but no one in their right minds would think of sports as an adjective. They think it as a grouped noun, sports car. You know, you know, I I want our millions of users. Oh my god! Or not users, uh, listeners. Yep. Uh, I want our millions of listeners to think about this. Yep. Take a side. Hashtag folly or not folly. Hashtag Braden's folly. <laughs> uh, let's get this trending on Twitter. This will be Braden. No, Ironically, I... this will be Braden's folly, and I just think that's perfect. All right, I I just want people to know that I am right. <laughs> okay. Uh, I would have loved it if before, you ended it before there. you make your decision. <laughs> I am right, but you're right yeah, that think. nouns can be used as adjectives. When you're right, well, okay. I want to be. I want to be very clear. The <laughs> that was folly of you. Everyone... It's terrible. <laughs> I the sentence I want everyone thinking about. The sentence on everyone's mind that they will be thinking about. Thinking in the light of hashtag folly, not folly. Uh, is was that folly of you? Or no, that's oh not. Oh my sentence. god! <laughs> the sentence is Quinn. That was folly of you. Okay, I hate everything and, about this, and I'm right, and I still hate it. So imagine being a listener who just has to passively absorb this. See, imagine being me though. <laughs> being I can't. Yeah. Does it ever get tired being wrong? Uh, you know what? No, because I'm right. And we're gonna we're gonna find out next week. Gosh darn it, Brayden. G darn. Between right and wrong, you are what your handedness is, which is left, meaning not right. Oh, because I'm left-handed. Yep. Right. Well, Quinn, uh, the left-handed are not intimidated by you. Well, I'm ambidextrous, so I'm one of you, whether you want me or not. And might I might I say, Quinn? Yep. It was folly of you. Oh my god. To, to ever think, to ever think you could pull one over <laughs> this left-handed man. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Hey, you seen WandaVision lately? Oh, WandaVision? You mean that show I watch every week for nine weeks? Yeah. Huh, that's interesting. Do you have any takes on the overall feel of the show? Okay, here's my take on WandaVision, and I think 
it is kind of the opposite of what your take is going to be. Cool. So I I really liked the show. I thought it was great. I really liked. Um, it was kind of it was more different than anything else we've seen in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that that could be part of it being Phase Four, or just because the people at Marvel are feeling a little bit more risky. Uh, but yeah, it took a lot of risks. Uh, it was cool to see them recreate all the old sitcoms. Um, I think all of the problems with the show that a lot of people are talking about that's in the zeitgeist of online right now kind of came from like too high of expectations on the show. And that's all, that's also a thought that a lot of people in kind of the comic book movie land community have too yeah okay yeah, yeah, yeah. i i i i thought hmm, i i liked the first three episodes a lot i thought they were really cool and different and kind of had a horror movie kind of vibe to them and i thought that was really cool and i thought that was kind of the route we were going and then it just got more and more more and more basic and i i would describe the last six episodes is kind of just gray as a color i'm gonna use that color to describe it because it's just kind of bleh to me like there were yeah. cool moments but overall it was just eh, i wish i wish we could take the, the 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 wonder and the in the in the like the creepiness and the the like just the different way the, what made it different from the rest of marvel and we i wish we could just put that over the other six episodes but they didn't and it felt like they only right. i feel like we should have only given them five episodes because that did not need to be nine. I was ho- It felt like after three episodes it was going to need to be nine. But after six episodes, I, I, I think I texted Raiden this after every episode. I was like, they are dragging their feet. They are taking their sweet mm. time with this, and I don't know why. And it just felt, so, if for a 25-minute episode, it felt long and boring to me. No, I, I completely agree. Um, I do think the first episodes the first couple of episodes were a lot stronger than the last episodes to be released mm-hmm. um one of the one of the problems i kind of had is like as, as every episode was released it kind of each episode kind of became more of a marvel like mcu yeah uh, yep, yep, yep. piece of media kind of mm-hmm. that makes sense where like the first three episodes very unique very kind of it felt like you're reading a special edition comic book or something like that which didn't have any connection to the greater like universe you know right and and it also felt like they were building this like a bunch of different cool unique things i think this is where you and i are going to differ a little is that like i also felt like even when they got to more marvelish stuff they still had cool places to go with that and it seemed like they were just choosing not to at every turn like obviously in the first few episodes we wouldn't have expected them to like hint at the outside world a lot and like what could what like what other characters could be doing in this world but then like episodes four five and six that's all they seemed to be doing was hinting at the x-men hinting at whoever this scientist was and i thought i was crazy when I started talking to you about how like much I thought they were building it up, but if you watch those episodes, she references it in every episode, building up the scientists they're gonna meet, and it was a nobody. Like it felt like I. Go ahead. I mean, I I do think I do think it's valid to say that, but at the same time, you gotta think: Would Marvel 
really introduce Reed Richards or any other big scientist from the MCU in WandaVision. I think that'd be a perfect time to do it, you know? I think, why not? It'd be it'd be cool, but just, like, business side, Disney is not gonna well, take I, one of their, like, most popular IPs and just introduce it in a TV show. I don't understand why not. Why? I, I think there's more money to be made if they just did a did it in a movie how would like introduce him in a bit like let's say they had john krasinski ready to go as like as mr fantastic how would him appearing as mm-hmm. a cameo in a different movie make them more money i'm not i'm not saying i'm saying i think they probably want to wait until they can do fantastic for the movie i i don't see how him appearing in wandavision detracts from the money made in the movie in any case they were just hinting at a bunch of other things. Like, why? Why show the uh, the guy that played the X-Men in the Fox universe if you're not going to, like... If it's just going to be a throwaway boner joke. I don't know. If that... I, I, the more I thought about right. it, the more I thought no, that, that was just n- unnecessary. Mm. And it felt... Like, the entire was, Quicksilver thing that, was, like... It was super unnecessary for him to even be as, like, hyped up as they intentionally made him. That's why... Like, if we had cut out two or three episodes, it wouldn't have been a problem. Because then that would have been over and like introduced and then resolved within an episode or two but instead we had to like right. go through weeks of going who is this guy oh my god think of all these things that could happen and i think especially with the quicksilver reveal if they would have uh addressed that right after in the episode and like the episode following the cliffhanger mm-hmm. i think there would be a lot less issues kind of but because they kind of had this Quicksilver question dangling for the last half of the show, it kind of it did feel disappointing it, to find out that it was really just some random actor. Yeah, it, it didn't even. <laughs> yeah, some rando and not actually Quicksilver. It also didn't even make sense in the end because it was just Agatha apparently picking a random guy and giving him silver hair and super speed and then hoping that Wanda would just believe it was her brother for no reason it didn't make any sense right also he knew a lot about wanda's backstory but agatha didn't know about wanda's backstory until they went into wanda's mind in the last two episodes in the last like two episodes so how did she how did he was talking to her about like their shared childhood it didn't make any sense i think well i think um agatha could bring back pietro just knowing that uh scarlet witch has a dead brother no but she was but Cause that's common knowledge right but she didn't bring back pietro she just touched a guy and had and like used him as a puppet to talk to wanda like she was controlling the whole time so how did this random guy that lived in the city that she took over know anything about wanda's backstory because agatha didn't Agatha had to literally well, Quinn, go into Wanda's past with Wanda to experience it. He's probably a method actor. It, oh, it, but, but my point is, <laughs> it feels like they were just like, this is really cool, and then it was stupid. It ended up being really stupid and unnecessary. Right, right, right. I, yeah, and with, uh, with the Quicksilver, I think in a perfect world, yeah, if they introduced him, they would have done something a little bit more meaningful. But just the implications that would have for the whole universe, I think, they'd kind of just 
Like the MCU would just fall in on itself. I, I don't know because but like but like they know that Wanda's next. The writers of the show know that Wanda's next movie is literally multiverse of madness with Doctor Strange. You can't just bring in a guy from literally another cinematic universe and not expect people to like think it actually matters and then for it to be a boner or throwaway joke. Ugh. Or can you? They did. I mean, they did, but I don't know anyone that's happy about <laughs> yeah. it. At most, everyone's like people. Yeah, are like, I think eh, about it. My my hope is at Disney. They tossed it in there, and they said to themselves, "This is just something that people will think is fun." And they weren't thinking in the sense that this will everyone will just freak out about this. Maybe that maybe that's what they were thinking. Because that was kind of the, that was one of the most viral moments of the TV show, I think, when they revealed Quicksilver. Yeah, no, for sure. I don't know. It's one of those things that we talked about where it feels like they should have just dumped the show all at once. Because the the theorizing, it really, but like it it was to the detriment of the show. Because then it made episodes six, seven, eight, nine all feel so stupid. And where I think um, other shows like Mandalorian didn't really get the same issue, where, like Mandalorian, very cult-followed show, like, every week, everyone would be discussing it, like, what's going to happen next in Mandalorian, another Disney Plus product. Mm -hmm. But I think the difference with that was the way Mandalorian was structured. You never really knew the next episode was going to be, like, a larger story episode or just kind of some side story you know yeah so like there you could theorize but only to a limited extent and it's not like where wandavision uh people were basically trying to theorize the whole show right and <laughs> like the re- and it's not yeah. like in the mandalorian the mandalorian went i have to do this huge big quest with luke skywalker and then they like in one episode and then the next episode was just that scene where luke walks in and walks out because then people have been like, well, right. what the fuck? But instead, they didn't type up that Luke was going to be there. They didn't like hint at it for weeks and weeks and weeks just for him to show up and leave. They just had him show up and leave, and that was cool. But like building up and then in either to nothing or to something that doesn't matter, they did it. I just feel like they missed... Like, it, it, neither building up that scientist nor having Quicksilver be the guy from... It, it should have just been a random person and that kind of looked like Quicksilver. Because it, it it didn't add to the show, and the, it didn't add to the end of the show at all. So I, I feel I like think, was... I think it kind of did. Like, would you would you really rather have seen a random person? Yes. Or... I mean, it was cool to see him, but it's not cool anymore because it wasn't Quicksilver. It was a guy that lived next door to Wanda in Pittsburgh, and now we know for sure that he'll ne- that actor will never play Quicksilver for real again. Like it, yeah. It just it all it did was make it lame again like i don't know it, it really was i think to the detriment of that character like poor him he now knows well that quicksilver is dead and it didn't make se- it doesn't make sense in the narrative of the show and it didn't add it didn't it, him being in front of her in that reality doesn't make her believe it's quicksilver more than anyone else so it didn't matter that it was another guy that played quicksilver in our world <laughs> right so it was just to another... me it was all detraction yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I, I can see, I can see where it's like that. Personally, I, I enjoyed it, and I think that's just kind of because I also 
have the luxury of being off Twitter and avoiding most of the theorizing that goes on with the show. I'm assuming a lot of it happened on Twitter. Uh, a lot of it happened on YouTube, too. I saw some theorizing videos there. But for the most part, I only I was only exposed to theories that I wanted to be exposed to. Yeah, that is lucky. That is lucky. Um, although I do feel like even put it in an isolation box, I still would have been like, oh my god, this Quicksilver thing is huge. And I still would have been like, ooh, I wonder who the scientist they keep hinting at is. Even if I would have never seen the theories of who it could be, I still would have been like, I'm excited to see who this is. Even if I didn't think it was a Marvel character, I'd still be like, this is surely going to be an important character. And I think the right. character had two lines, right. and I couldn't name the character at all. So... And and did I any of it matter to the story? No, no, no none of it did. And that's <laughs> the problem. Like, why why they do that if not to just stretch for time? Because they needed to fill nine episodes when they totally didn't need to fill nine episodes. Um. Yeah. yeah. I I I, I enjoyed. I, it felt like mm. I enjoyed the show as a whole. I thought it was cool, but I felt it got worse pretty much after the first third. Yeah, I agree. And before I mentioned uh, when it gets like more marvelly is kind of when I turned off for the show. And what I meant by that wasn't more of plot-wise. It was just more of the last couple of episodes has turned into people throwing fireballs at <laughs> other people and yeah. like a CGI green screen. <laughs> and after that, I kind of... And it, like it, it's a type of action where you can just tune it out and get the general idea and be fine. But um, yeah, that I think if we are talking Marvel burnout, uh, the thing I'm burnt out most on is just the violence or not violence, but um, the way they do fight scenes, especially between two people that have like some magic power or something like that <laughs> this turns into people throwing balls of light well, at other people and it, it was even more tired like more lame coming off an entirely dialogue driven show to that point where you accept expect that mm -hmm. when the premise and the problem is dialogue driven you would hope the resolution would it, it yeah. was just ah, lame. I, think... I just want to say it was a lame 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 show in the end at the end but yeah no, I I think the ending was definitely there. There were some great parts of the ending. For sure. I liked when they did the little Incredibles like pose with the family. That was really cute. Um, but yeah, the fight scenes between Wanda and Agatha, and also Vision and uh, Vision, uh, weird copy Vision, mm -hmm. were both kind of lackluster. I did like the Vision fight more, just because I think that kind of did a better job of showing Vision's powers and what makes him cool and stuff. Right. And like, the, the Wanda-Agatha fight just turns into fireballs and fireballs. And, um, yeah, the other thing is, with the magic, they kind of they kind of got into like cool magic and spells and stuff with Doctor Strange in the Doctor Strange movie. Like not not super into it, but more than you'd expect almost. And I'm I'm kind of sad that they didn't try to do the same stuff in uh WandaVision. At least not until the end credit scene, which uh we can talk about too. Yeah, we'll get to that in a sec. I just wanted to echo what you were saying. <sighs> 
it was, it was, it's, it, it was frustrating to see it, yeah, devolve into that. And like, if this, if it had been a movie where in an hour and a half it built to like this big fight scene, that's one thing. But it was a whole series that like drug on for a while, and then to end in a fight that kind of drug on at points for a while was disappointing, my man. But mm-hmm. the end scene, the two end credit scenes, both had cool uh, and pretty clear setups. Uh, I, I can do the talk about what the, was the, uh, the what was the first end credit. The scene? first one was uh, Rambo, Monica Rambo, uh, walking oh, the theater, right, with and the, uh, one of the scrolls, mm-hmm. I believe they're called, uh, basically tells her that um, Nick Fury, who we saw at the end of I forget which movie, is in space now. Uh, Spider Man. Yep, at the end of Spider Man, we saw he's in space now. Uh, she said he wants to meet you up there now. I didn't see any of her powers. That, I like that. I, I I think it's cool that she's gonna be a superhero. Um, I like that, and it gives it helps us touch base again with where Nick Fury is, which is good. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if her powers I, imply she can live in space, so I'm interested to see if she's gonna get there. But that's cool. I think I think she can in the comics. I think she can uh, fly and be in space and stuff. Yeah, I think I think the implication here is that she's gonna be in Captain Marvel two. And she's gonna have to sort out all this yeah. seemingly bad blood with her and Captain Marvel, uh, and then yeah, that was pretty much it for that one. But I do like that. That I liked her character. I think she's gonna be cool going forward. I I really like how they are keeping the scrolls in the universe. Because uh, I think yeah, 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 go on. I think that's one of the most interesting things, and that will probably lead into Secret Wars, which was mm-hmm. announced, but I don't know when it's gonna be released. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I'm definitely interested to see how they're doing that. I wonder if it's going to be, a th- it's certainly not going to be a Thanos level build up, but I wonder if they're going to have like right. an Avengers style regrouping to fight that or what they're going to do about it. I don't know. Um, well, for my money, mm-hmm. Quinn. Yeah, pitch it. Uh, my favorite like Marvel movie in the MCU uh, as of this point right now mm-hmm. is Captain America Winter Soldier. Sure. Because I think what Marvel has really done what right is kind of like the espionage type stuff. Sure. Where you see a Scarlet Witch or a Captain America like running around doing some secret spy stuff. And that's what like Secret Wars would kind of boil down to. Just on a greater scheme with more heroes doing some little secret spy stuff, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I definitely think it would be different. It would be really different and really cool to see. Especially after we're definitely getting movies that are going to explore a lot of more comic booky concepts as well like into the multiverse into the spider-verse and multiverse of madness or if you're going to get really mm. crazy and off world and this and probably the the uh scroll invasion is going to be much more on world and grounded a little so that'll be that, cool to that's what to. yeah i think that's what i'm most excited for i've kind of i think i've mentioned to this to you before but um the whole avengers team movie concept uh like i I like it and if they were making a new avengers movie for next year i would definitely watch it but i think that aspect of the mcu has kind of played itself out and for now like we're just ready to see more interesting interactions between one two or three yeah, I, different I, characters I, in the universe. I would agree, and I'd say that the next couple of steps definitely prove that. Uh, speaking mm. of the second end credit scene, was the Scarlet Witch doing a very um, 
we'll say very uh, Doctor Strange style of uh, studying and re- in magic, where her body is in the like is separated and is reading a book and going very 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 quickly, much like we saw Doctor Strange right. do all the time. Uh, what did you think? About so, that? Uh, first question for you. This isn't like an MCU question, but do you think the uh, panning of the camera over the lake was a callback to The Shining? Um, in scene? I mean, maybe. I because that's but, that is the, the first well, thing I thought. Because the, the the point of that shot was to show that. isolation and like how they were going. Well, were well right, right. So and yeah, so I like, think it serves they, the same purpose, which is to show Wanda's all alone doing the studying. Um, so yeah. maybe it was a hard I'm just back. saying, do it you think it might have also been a coincidence? Yeah, like, do you think they're paying homage? Well, what's interesting to is Stanley Stanley Cuckoo. Well, what's interesting is if they are doing that, um, there's a theory that Wanda will be a villain and try to fight Doctor Strange a little in uh, Multiverse of Madness. So if they are alluding right. to the Stanley Kubrick and The Shining, where the main character does become something of a villain. That would be very, Crazy. very multi-layered and cool. Because um, even, even in WandaVision, not that their setups matter at all, apparently, but in WandaVision, Agatha Harkissimi goes, you're more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme. So now yeah. we kind of have this compared right. power level that we might have to see play powered out, uh, played out in the movie that they're both in coming up. And, I mean, and we see the power kind of... Uh, I mean, the power difference, at least, a little bit. Because Doctor Strange... As we've seen in the first movie, he can only do the like out of body transposing, whatever it's called. He can only do that while he's sleeping or uh, doing something that's very low brain power. But we see Wanda; she's just her physical self is having some coffee, walking around her campsite or whatever her lodge, and then she's also doing the uh, out of body experience too. Yeah, I think it's very clear that Wanda is more powerful. So it'll be very interesting to see. Right. Uh, and Wanda's been a, vi- uh, a villain before, so it will be definitely interesting to see whether or not that dynamic mm. plays itself out in the movie that they're both kind of co-starring yeah. in, it looks like. Um, and, I mean, it makes sense, too, because Wanda has <laughs> been through a lot of trauma recently. I would say so. I a lot would say so between would losing her. yeah losing her like partner twice her kids and then bring well, well we're not even there yet oh, Quinn. Sure. going seeing her dead partner in a lab uh having a sentimental moment with them going to a town where i guess her and vision bought a house Doing the whole WandaVision thing, turning the whole town into a TV show. Unintentionally trapping and torturing people. Right. And then the uh, Pietro came back. That was some trauma for sure. Uh, yeah. And then Vision dying again and her kids dying. Not great. Vision has died. Yeah. Vision has died now three times. An impressive four, amount, to be sure. Four, if you count um, the fake Vision. So, okay, I wanted to get your thoughts on this, actually. Mm-hmm. Because when Vision is fighting uh, fake kind of spin-off Vision, uh, well, which, they well, get to... that's the their... important part, is which do you consider to be the fake spin-off Vision? Uh, well, see, this is, this is what I'm getting to, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end, 
instead of fighting, they do this whole logic thing, like logic, argument, fighting with their words, very vision of them. Mm-hmm. But they say, uh, oh, the the TV show WandaVision Vision ends it by saying, like, are you Vision? Or, shit, I'm actually getting, they, they, <laughs> getting they, confused. They conclude by they, agreeing that they are both Vision. Yeah, yeah. The the fake vision realizes they do the whole like shit piece of wood argument. You guys stop saying fake vision if they both conclude their vision. And which one? Right. One was literally right. the body and original conscience of vision, and the other is created. And you're saying the created one's the real vision. So it's a bit confusing. Okay, so I'll say sword vision. Sure. Sword vision. Okay. Yes. Uh, well. Yeah. They sword vision has unlocked now all of the memories of vision. So, and he's still alive. Well, so I would say, yeah, being the only question left, though, he's the real vision. Is he is he alive though? Is what I wanted to ask you about because at the end of their logic fight conversation, he says, "I am Vision," and then flies off. Right. But was that him saying, "I am"? Because his directive is to kill Vision and kill Wanda. Was that him realizing that he is Vision himself and that he has to kill himself by his, like, coding? Or is that him just saying he's Vision and now he's going to fly off and realize that, oh, he is Paul Bettany and Vision is still alive? I think the point of uh, Wanda's Vision touching White Vision was that he bypassed all of those protocols that both gave him directives and blocked the memories. So I think by giving him the memories back, he also broke the protocol. So I don't think White Vision has to kill himself anymore. Also, I'm certain that they, Marvel did this just so they could have Vision in their back pocket still. So I don't think he would kill himself because that would eliminate right. Vision. Um, and out of out of any character they can bring back, I, I do hope they bring back Vision. I like Paul Bettany. He's a good actor. He is cool. He is cool. And Vision, out of all the characters they've killed off, in the MCU, Vision feels like he had the most potential, like most potential that we did not see mm-hmm. on screen. You know, so I, I'm happy he's still around, even if it kind of means that Marvel can't kill anyone off for real. They killed Quicksilver off for real, and they didn't even bring him back <laughs> intentionally. Right. So there's one. Well, let's be clear: the Marvel Quicksilver that they had on screen for like 15 minutes was awful <laughs> he was fine he was terrible he was fine whatever he was fine say quote what's a quicksilver quote didn't see that coming he says that like four times really yeah oh, it's also wow. his dying well words. i guess you are just the one marvel quicksilver mcu quicksilver fan out there okay in any case uh i think yeah they still kept vision alive and he's around still so there yeah you go. yeah i i hope he's i hope they can bring him back uh some cool way just paint him just paint him red and he's back to normal good as new well quinn i think we have gotten most of our thoughts out there for bond division do you have anything else you'd like to touch on i'm sad and disappointed in it but i enjoyed having a distraction once a week so that was cool right i i enjoyed it i i'm not disappointed enough in it to not enjoy it yeah i still got but out of it 
Yeah, I'd say I'd say I have mild disappointment, if anything. Gotcha, gotcha. But on the whole, on the whole, it's still an enjoyable experience for me. Alrighty. So, then. what's uh, what's your next week look like? I am watching a couple different movies that have yet to come out because my mom has to watch them for her job and vote on what awards they should get. So that's exciting. Um, if you guys do not know, uh, Quinn's mom is a local Cincinnati uh, super celebrity, news Tanya Rourke, okay. news anchor for Channel 9. Oh. If you're in Cincinnati, tune in. It is probably the best uh, new <laughs> show ever <laughs> if I had to... If I had to uh, say anything about it. Yeah, probably. Um, Having watched almost no other newscast, I would have to agree. But, uh, yeah, your mom is involved in the Screen Actors Guild Awards every year. And uh, you guys get to watch all the movie, all the great movies that should have come to theaters this year, um, but didn't due to COVID. Oh, yeah. So Uh, so tonight I'm watching cherry because tomorrow she is interviewing tom holland's co-star in the movie cherry sierra bravo who grew up in cincinnati Mm -hmm. so that's cool so i'm watching it see you're so close to saying tom holland interviewing tom holland that would have been cool as well Uh, but a little more (laughs) cool and i would have begged to be in that room or zoom call so no i'm sure interviewing sierra will also be very just a a delight just a pleasure yeah. Certainly more interesting than interviewing no uh TV or movie celebrity, which we have not yet. Yet. You know, I think they're intimidated yet. by the sheer scale of this podcast. I think they're like, "Oh boy." Well, I know my public Chris Hemsworth and you know the whole Hemsworth family, Liam too. Mm-hmm. And uh third Hemsworth brother who I don't know the name of. Right. They're all close personal friends and uh I know they've been really just dying to get on the podcast. So maybe maybe next week I can text text Chris and see what's going on. Yeah, we can get Chris Evans but, for um, sure. Hemsworth uh yeah. all yeah, Evans and Hemsworth. Pratt was a no. Chris Evans. Pratt said no. Yeah. I don't know like if we want to involve directors in our interviews because that'd kinda be like going someplace i don't know if we are comfortable going there but taika watiti has said that he, he would reach down be on the show and i think we could bring him on because and... he's acted in his movies and we can maybe talk about like you know korg he was so silly as korg yeah oh such a oh yeah. so i know we don't want to talk bring it's on me, fam- korg, our famous director so friends silly. but we could definitely bring right. on taika to talk about his acting like if we wanted to talk if we wanted to bring on tarantino we could only talk about him as the white characters who say the n-word uh, but we cannot talk about it as a writer or director. <laughs> yep. Uh, it would just be beyond our petty powers. Uh, geez. All right. <laughs> All righty. Well, I think that's a wrap. And we will I think, see you guys. Yeah. Um, if anyone would like to send in any suggestions of what you'd like to see Quinn or I talk about next week, yep. uh, you can email us at the yep. pod, um, perry.brain at gmail.com. Yep. Yes, that's right. I trust you enough to give you my personal email. Hopefully we get to the point where we have so many fans that that will backfire on me. I don't know. We'll see. That'd be pretty nifty. Um, <laughs> I, that would, that's Perry with two I'd R's like... <laughs> and a Y. And a dot, and right? A braided, a, a dot, and that's B R A D E N. And 
Oh, I was going to say that's the true test if you can spell my name correctly. Well, I didn't tell him whether Perry was an E or an A, so in the beginning. Okay, well, there there you go. That is a test. Spell Perry correctly. Uh, you got the rest of you, the rest of it spelled out for you. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm expecting an email. I'm expecting a suggestion. I'm expecting a million emails and a million suggestions, one from each fan. Uh, you mean one one hundredth of each fan? Because we do have a billion fans. Right, right. Well, well, one one well, thousand. Oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, silly me. Such a I'm me and math. Duh, 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 duh. Oh, crime and punishment doesn't equate to math knowledge. No, it does not. You're a smart boy. It You're equate... just not math smart boy. Yeah, it equates to yeah, like eighteen hundreds Russian poverty sure. knowledge, and that's most knowledge. Karl Marx yeah, had I mean, that, that knowledge. That's most of it. That's a Dostoevsky that's a gist. had that knowledge. And those are the two people you need to know. All right. Well, <laughs> thanks for tuning in this week. Uh, this has been Braden. And I've been Quinn. And thank you for tuning in to Cinema Chumps. Bye-bye now. See you next week. Bye-bye.